0: This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. It is time for another edition of Unholstered. Welcome on in. We're glad you're able to hang out with us this weekend. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I represent the local media side here on Unholstered, and I'm sitting alongside
1: my co host, Sophia. Good morning, everyone. My name is Captain Sophia Rosales Catina of the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome to Unholstered. Yeah, obviously, Sophia represents the uh, local police side of things.
0: This show is all about uh, telling and sharing the stories that don't often get told when it comes to law enforcement. Sophia, You were out the past couple of days um,
1: at a yoga retreat. How on earth was that? I was. It was great. I take one every year um, and just a time to get away and reflect and do some hiking, do a bunch of yoga and be around some really amazing women with really good stories.
0: Fun fact, if people don't listen to this program every Saturday on Whoa, or if they don't download the podcast Unholstered, which they should, you can download us anywhere. You can download a podcast, but you are certified in yoga and you actually teach other first responders, right?
1: Uh, Yes, military first responders. um, I fill in at the 122nd. I'm teaching yoga for their PT hour. um, I think that's so cool. I think it's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, and I haven't really delved into the the first responder realm yet, but I'm on cue to do that. I just haven't had to do that yet. Well, welcome back to Indiana. Still glad you could be here for the show. Thank you.
0: As I mentioned, if you have missed truly any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download us anywhere you download a podcast. Just search for I will say this, Sophia, we are in a completely different studio today um, doing this show. So hopefully we don't have to worry about the lawnmower going through the background. Right. I like it. It's really
1: private in the corner. It is. I I kind of like it, too.
0: We'll have to see who we need to pay around here uh, to always be in this studio. Um, But unfortunately, we're welcoming you back. Actually, maybe it's a good thing. You went on your yoga retreat. So you are calm. Yeah. Namaste. And centered uh, for today's episode because today's episode Unfortunately, is about people just overall losing respect for police, specifically some of our listeners. Um, it seems to be an ongoing theme. Uh, people, whether it's emailing in, texting in, which you can do both, um, with grievances. I don't know how else to say it. Um, And one of which I printed out the email. You can see it. This email is an entire page long. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of where I want to start today. No, I'm not going to read the entire email. I am going to paraphrase it a little bit. Um, But we heard from a listener and in the email subject line, it said unholstered losing respect for police. Um, So immediately I opened it up and um, this this emailer goes on to share of some real life stories that he has had in the neighborhood that he lives in. And he did say, I want to preface by saying um, that when the police are called where he lives, it's the Allen County Police Department. He did want to preface that. So I do want to share that detail as well. And I am Fort Wayne. And you are the Fort Wayne Police Department. I know we get some confusion almost every week on that. But Sophia (laughs) is with the city of Fort Wayne. She's a captain here with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Um, But he's sharing this story about these particular neighbors in his neighborhood um, where this gentleman who lives across the street is always yelling at neighbors for them to mow their lawn, and if they don't mow their lawn, he's going to shoot them. Um, His his kids allegedly are always really rowdy, uh, flashing spotlights and flashlights into neighbors' homes, allegedly um, causing an elderly neighbor to fall down once outside her home, um, needing some medical assistance because of that fall due to these flashing lights. Um, He's talked about some of these neighbors, these same neighbors, throwing water at people as they come home from the grocery store, so on and so forth. So he shares all these details, and he shares that every time he calls the police, that he is told that there's a lack of evidence, um, that he needs to get himself educated on the law. They can't really do anything about the the, the act of throwing water or yelling and false threats. Um, he goes on and on and on about things that he's allegedly told by the police department, and I actually want to read. Um, The end of his email, how he kind of wraps up. He says, and I quote, I've had other experiences like these. In fact, I can only remember experiences like these ones regarding assault, threats, harassment, vandalism and mental health issues. We are raising red flags on an escalating issue only to be shut down and intimidated. The see something, say something campaign is a joke. Action over intent is what I am looking for because nothing is resolved or even addressed. While I am interested in the topics discussed on your show, like Unholstered, and I see positive police stories in the news, I am becoming tone deaf to how hard it is for the police when the only effort I see is closing a call and preventing future calls. Police protect police is what I see. I thought those were pretty I don't know, damning words. I thought those were pretty intense words. I obviously got a little bit defensive. I mean, I host the show alongside with you. So obviously I am a big supporter of our men and women in blue. Um, so I had to take a step back. We, we got this email a couple of weeks ago and I wanted to just come charging at the gate <laughs> and email them right back, but I did not. And I figured I'd let you address some of the claims made in this email because you are going to see it from a very different perspective that I see it. Because my response is all emotionally charged and based, yeah. where I know yours will be founded in what you guys can and cannot do in situations like
1: these. Yeah, and this, these are always really hard because I don't know all the circumstances of what he sees. And well, you just said it; these are he's emotionally charged because mm-hmm. he's in the he's in this realm of what he considers harassment. In very well, could be harassment. I, I don't know. I don't know the particulars of the incident, so I'm just going to speak in general terms. There is a lot of stuff that happens that we are powerless to do anything against doesn't mean we don't want to it doesn't mean I don't feel for your situation but sometimes the law doesn't always work to the advantage of people who need it and neighborhood problems are probably one of the biggest issues we have that people just feel unheard they feel their problems are unresolved and they feel very frustrated with the whole situation and as do we because I don't want to keep getting called to your house right. for the same issue over and over and without knowing exactly what's going on I, I, I can't really speak to what his issues are but let's so let's just speak in general terms. We get a lot of calls from neighbor versus neighbor, people throwing feces in their yard, people, you know, with loud music, people with wild children, people um, who don't get along. And then it escalates into si- serious situations we've seen around the country, you know, neighbors shooting neighbors over little things. Uh, we've had um, countless um Issues like that around the country. And what we don't want to see is that here in our, our community like sure. that. Sure. So,
0: so, or do you want to see it escalate to something
1: right, that gets really horrible. out of hand? Um, yeah. We've seen neighbors gun down in their own driveways over shoveling snow, you know. so um, I, I've heard I, some pretty crazy stories about leaf leaves yes, as leaves, well. I know that can be a touchy know, one. I mean, I had a neighbor piling their dog poop around my fence you know you can't just throw it away you have to pile it around the fence so you know i have these issues too and and sometimes it helps to talk to the neighbor and sometimes neighbors just don't care
0: so what in this kind of situation and let's go ahead i am going to use the word harassment because if you are claiming you're going to shoot somebody um or you'll you know throw out some threats about mowing their lawn to me that does that is kind of startling and if my neighbor said that to me of course i'd be calling the cops so i guess in a situation of harassment what can or cannot be done so there's
1: there's two different kind of laws on the books. There's a harassment law, and then there's an intimidation law. One's a misdemeanor, one's a felony. So the level of burden of proof is less on the misdemeanor, although you still have to have it. But and in, in the intimidation is is different as well. So. But again, these aren't just singular issues that pop up. Like he did this, so I'm going to arrest him on harassment. Right. What the prosecutor likes to see is a case built. so they like to see a pattern, because um, because these are really difficult to prove. They really are. Yeah. Unless um, you do, you need uh, cell phone in, video, audio, something like that. Audio, cell phone, email, text, um, videos. I mean, lots of people have these videos all around their home, yeah. their homes yeah. now. I mean, myself included. Same. So, yep. You know, so I, you know, I can pick up things all around my house um, so but you know some people don't have the means sure, to do that yeah. so you know that's where that's where we just are but so things like that um, we want to see substantial steps because a lot of these laws require a um, a burden of proof that this has affected your life in a negative way so They want to see, have you gone to get a protective order? Have you made steps to curtail the issues going Mm -hmm. on first, like sending an email, sending a certified letter, you know, having an attorney do that, or just do it yourself? Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Um, Those kinds of things. Then keep copies. So they want to see substantial steps um, towards you trying to stop the problem and then taking matters to, I guess, protect yourself, Mm -hmm. lack of better terms. Um, and then moving forward from there. So it isn't just a, just a one and done kind of, oh, he said this, because there are no, like, threats in Indiana. So you, I can tell, I can tell yeah, you, Yeah, I think Kayla, that's really important for listeners to know that. Yeah, so I can tell you, I'm going to beat your butt. Mm-hmm. And, okay, until you make that motion right. to do that, it's really not an offense and some people think it is i mean everybody always hears assault and battery Mm -hmm. and we don't have an assault charge in indiana we have a battery charge but that is touching someone touching someone in a rude angry or insolent manner are other states different other states are different yes other states every state is different so you really have to look at the laws in other states um if you're in illinois it's different than in new york and in california and a lot of these places in in the definition of laws, just because they say it's battery, it doesn't always mean that it's the same of touching mm-hmm. someone in rude, angry, insolent matter like it is in Indiana. So just because it's battery here doesn't mean it's battery in Oregon. Right. So you really need to kind of make your own case. Is that am I correct in interpreting that way? Yes. And doing that is is calling us and making a police report. Part of that is doing that. And I know some officers really get tired and I, I'm not going to lie. They just do. I mean, it's well, they're human, just, yeah. like, I mean, we just get, like we get, we get, are. We get frustrated yeah. because there's little we can do at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Without evidence, without um, any kind of documentation, you know. Yeah. I mean, the same goes for domestic stuff, too. This all applies. So the harassment, intimidation, stalking, it all applies to domestic issues as it does in non-domestic issues. The burden of proof is the same. Yeah. For yeah. both. And it's difficult in domestic cases to do those. So it's even more difficult in non-domestic cases. Oh, boy, that cases. would be frustrating. So it is frustrating yeah. for us because, you know, you get the, the same call at the same house three and four and five times a night. Yeah. I get tired of going back, but only because I'm frustrated of the situation, there's little I can do. But then do. you can't do anything. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Sophia, um,
0: back when I first started at the radio station where I work now, which was over 10 years ago, a couple of years early on, I kept getting harassed by a listener, mm. um, saying some really egregious things. Um, a lot of them were very sexual. And we actually did call the police. And, the, and it was the Allen County Police Department where we are at, here on the south side of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And um, there really wasn't anything they could do about it. A lot of them were phone calls at the time. And, but they basically told me to, if it happens again, you know, take records, take notes. Well, long story short, I mean, it got really out of hand. Um, I got lots of emails. I got lots of explicitly Photoshopped photos. I even got um, a little mixtape sent to me, if oh. you will. He was showing up here um, at the station. And I compiled all of that. And finally, once I had it all, we went, you know, went back to the police. They actually came out here to the studio. And just like that, they were able to file a restraining order um, against him from in the property. He couldn't even be so close and onto the property. But I'll tell you what. It probably took me almost two or three months of truthfully enduring a lot of, I'm going to call it harassment, a lot of sexual harassment, honestly, until I could finally get to that point. But I get it because I could say Bob down the street is saying that or doing that. And unless I have proof, yeah.
1: there really isn't
0: anything that could be done.
1: And We've talked about protective orders, mm-hmm. restraining orders on the mm-hmm. show before. So if you missed that, please go back and listen to that because there's a lot of good information about Tons of good information on that one. My mind was blown,
0: actually, at that one. Yeah,
1: so I would venture to say, and and please don't mistake this to... I know there are some officers who do not do their job. Mm-hmm. I am not going to sit here and tell you that sure. we have them. I'm sure the Allen County Sheriff's Department has them. Indiana State Police has them. New Haven, Woodburn, no- Noble, no- Noble County. We all have officers who probably shouldn't be working just
0: like in any uh, you place know. of employment so I, I don't that. mistake
1: me of telling you that there's little we can do and my frustration is to be like i know we have some issues with some people um, but going back to the protective order you know those are a little less burdensome to get than it would be to file charges because mm-hmm. you just have to show you know a little level of fear mm-hmm. and i would venture to say that you probably didn't need as much as you needed to get that i probably did order. not but i'm a very thorough person yes. you know that yes about i me. do know that <laughs> i wasn't going to call the police
0: um, back until I, yeah. I i felt like i had enough to call them back
1: yeah and now we live in this whole totally digital age where yeah, this was like a lot of these ago. things are are just easier to do now yeah. we had the same when i was public information officer we had Someone in the media who called me and said, hey, I have this guy, and he's doing all these weird things, and he's saying things to me, he's emailing me, these, the same along yeah. the lines with you. Um, so I went out to her place, which was in the county, and I took the report for her because I knew her on a personal basis. Can you do that work. in the county? I even? can. Okay, yeah, I can. My powers go throughout the state, but they like us to confine to the city. Oh, I guess I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, so um, I went and took that report for her, and then we followed it up because— her station was here in town, and she was um, – most of the time, these things were coming to the station. Mm-hmm. So we followed up through there, and we followed up this case. And, and while it didn't rise – I, I believe she did get a protective order uh, – it didn't rise to the level of charges because we went out and spoke to the person. And we advised him mm-hmm. what he was doing. That's borderline – you're just going to lead you to this space where you don't want to be. Yeah. So he cut back, and from what I understand, the problem was resolved. Same. That's
0: really almost pretty much identical with what happened in my situation as well. And I I didn't actually hear from the gentleman since. I was still very scared for about the next six months. In fact, um, the Allen County Police Department brought out an officer for the next about month just to make sure getting in and out of the building because I was the only one here at 3 a.m. It's scary. And
1: as a woman, it's scary. It is. And in this day and age, it's super scary because all they have to do is Google your name Mm -hmm. and all this stuff pops up. Pictures. And, you know, you can get people's addresses and phone numbers, and all you got to do is pay, like, 40 bucks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Some are cheaper than that. I know. It's super scary. And, you know, you can go online and see people's criminal histories. You Mm -hmm. can go online and see, you know, are they divorced? Are they separated? You know, are there legal separation? I mean, there's so much information that's available. And it just gets really scary for people, and I completely understand. And and it's not like we don't want to do something, but sometimes we just can't um, because we are— stuck in this gray area where the law is and what we can and can't do um so it, it gets very frustrating i know for me on a personal level it does get very frustrating frustrating that i have to go back repeatedly for people's mm-hmm. immature behavior um you can't just talk like an adult to your neighbor and work this problem out um and frustrating that you can't and then i can't, can't make an arrest do anything, anything. yeah in that moment yeah because i know and you know and i know in my heart i feel it you're sitting here telling me the truth and there's nothing I can do because I can't prove anything. Oddly enough, on
0: the heels of this email we received um, just last weekend after our show, last weekend, we got a text in and I wanted to save it for today's show (laughs) because I I knew we were kind of doing this whole, you know, (laughs) losing respect for police topic. And, but what I say, it's odd because it's, it's quite similar to this email. Uh It is a different person. I I can tell you that one's a male, one's a female. Um, But this person wrote in, Now, forgive me. I'm reading their lingo. Sometimes, you know, (laughs) things get lost in translation. But says, unholstered, I had an issue a few years back where my neighbor's brother from Chicago moved in, had a lot of gun shooting going on. Police seemed not to do anything about it, even with us telling them who it was. We had to end up taking the matter into our own hands before an innocent person got killed because bullets were going into people's cars and homes. That's all this person writes. They didn't actually ask anything or say that they were losing respect for police. But I kind of got that vibe from them saying that they had to take matters into their own hands. Um, Police didn't care, even though we told them who it was. So this is a very different situation than just harassment, like we were kind of talking about. This is the case, I guess, by the sounds, neighbors were shooting their guns. Things clearly, I don't know, got out of hand or escalated. It was a stray bullet by the sounds. That killed somebody. But what can anything be done in that scenario? Because, again, that's one there where it's not illegal to have a
1: gun. No, but it is it is to fire it in a dangerous, reckless manner. Um, and if you're just indiscriminately firing it outside, you know, we say like especially like a New Year's Eve time, you know, people go and just shoot up in the air. Right. You never know where those bullets land, where they go, the trajectory. Um there, though, this is a different situation than the other one. Correct. Very um, different.
0: That's why I still wanted to bring and, it on and kind of wrap it yeah, into this.
1: And I don't know that particular situation, but I do know we've had a lot of calls like this. Okay. We have these all over the city. And I know you don't always see us and what we do, um, but we handle a lot of these with our undercovers. We monitor houses, trying to get them, pick them up other places. No um, way. So we know, well, a lot of the times we know who these people are because they're already if they're shooting in your neighborhood, they're probably shooting other places and we probably have an eye on them. Now, we can't we can't surveil people all the time. We just don't have the personnel to do that. But I know we've had cases like this where we've been watching houses that we've had problems like this before, um, just indiscriminately shooting and, and it rises to the level it catches neighbors' attention, they call us. We'll, we have street crimes. We have our gang units. We have undercovers and narcotics. All these units work together. Now, we, I'm not going to say... This in particular case, we we handled something because I don't know which one it was. Yeah, and let me I just stress, we have...
0: this texter didn't say <clears throat> Allen County Police Department, Fort Wayne Police Department didn't, didn't give me their location or anything like that. So I don't know. We got very
1: minimal details here. Yeah, but if we're getting a house with repeated calls of this kind of beha- <clears throat> behavior, we're going to put eyes on it. You're not always going to see those eyes. They're not meant to be seen.
0: <gasps> I love that. <clears throat> I, I yeah. don't know. I think that's cool. I think that's great. And
1: we've handled those kinds of situations, and it a lot of times we'll pick them up at a traffic stop. Um, In another location Uh, It's a little safer Sometimes Because sometimes They can run back In their house Mm -hmm. I I know they can always Flee in their car But a lot of times We take precautions For that as well and surrounding cars Or picking them up As they exit a store Or or something like that Um, If once we But we have to build Those cases Mm -hmm. Um, And we we don't want To just build a case Like oh you were Shooting a, a firearm Yes That's horrible but sometimes it's deeper than that. Sometimes they're more involved in more criminal activity, gang activity, drug activity. Do you find that is usually cases. the case? It's usually the case. They're usually hmm. involved in some type of click, gang, drug, um, something like that. And most of the time, we already know who these people are. We're just trying to build a case and as best we can to keep them in jail. Have you ever worked undercover? I have not. Well, I'll take that back. I did uh, do a John Jane program when I first got on, which is like the prostitution sting. Stuff. More. So you were the Jane? So I was the Jane. Wow. Yeah, I, was the, I was the prostitute. Uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: It was, <laughs> it was a lot of it fun. It was fun, I'm not, lie. <laughs> not really much dream job, Sophia, but okay, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So only one time undercover. Uh, it was a few
1: times I did that program. I, I was oddly, new on the department. Sure. People didn't know I was an officer. So. But you
0: know, I oddly take comfort in knowing that. Like, Yes, we are aware. Yes, I, I get it. You're not going to share every detail of uh, yeah, operations and, and like and that with Yeah, we're not aware us, of every
1: situation. Yeah. But if you have that problem and you know that problem's going on, please call us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it doesn't look like we're doing a lot, but sometimes we are working behind the scenes to to do something with, with the problem.
0: We've only got, like, five minutes, but I really want to bring this Already? one up because it's another personal story. And I know you know this um, because this is also how pretty much this show on Holstered was born. Yes. And it has to do with, like, digital tracking devices. And I know these Apple AirTags right mm, now. Yes. Those are a hot item right now for, I mean, ladies, as you're coming out of the bathroom or you leave your purse unattended, men are plopping them in your purse. Men are plopping them up underneath your car and tracking you that way. But that's kind of how this show was born. Uh, A friend of mine uh, was basically digital tracked like that. And I called you because I'm like, Sophia, what can she do? How come she's calling the police and not getting any help with this? Can you kind of tell listeners what you told me and how that all works?
1: So the stalking cases are extremely difficult, um, and we don't get a lot of them. Um, They're just difficult to prosecute. You really have to build those cases out. Um, And it's not um, impossible, but there has to be, um, like, all these steps met before we we can make that arrest. Um, Doesn't mean we can't do other things, uh, but again— because the laws are written a certain way, it's just difficult. And it's it's hard in this technological age. It would be hard to keep up with it. It, it is. It's, just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to put together tech stuff. And when, when you're working with limited people in tech areas, but you've got things from narcotics, you have things from homicide, you have things. All these things are coming in. And what takes priority? Um, right. So sometimes you're just in line and we're just waiting for, for the tech to get to the tech that we need to build the case. So it just sometimes it takes time. And I know it's frustrating and I know it's scary because you feel threatened. You Absolutely. You feel like, some, like something's going to happen and it may. And But but we still have to build this case correctly because if we don't, you know, we have a constitutional right to, number one, a speedy trial. Number two, to, um, to have – to meet our accuser, you know, and – these these cases take time, they take effort, and you can only charge someone once with the crime. So we have you to get it, get it right. We have to get it right. Yeah. And we owe it to you, and we, we do as best the best we can. Um, and, and we don't always get it right, I'm not going to lie. I mean, some things fall through the cracks. I'd be... <sighs> I'd be curious to know your opinion. And let me be clear. Apple AirTags are, are, are created to be a very good device.
0: Sure. A lot of people put them in their yeah. luggage when they travel. They put them on their dogs um, if your dog runs away. <laughs> yeah. you know, to track things. They were yeah. never meant to track people. Correct. Um, I know some people do use that that way with their kiddos. I have heard of people doing that. But, again, they were meant for a good purpose. But, of course, you've, you've always got the few out there that gonna use them for bad. Right. But with that being said, and, and new tracking devices like that, which this was the situation of my friend. One of these tracking devices was plopped under her car. Um, and this gentleman would not leave her alone. But do you think, and I'm asking you as a civilian and as a police officer, maybe the answer is the same. I don't know. The laws do need to be changed to kind of keep up with this um, this digital technological age that we're in.
1: I think there... Moving in that direction, it just is never quick enough with yeah. technology.
0: Because I know a lot of times sometimes you say, no, I don't necessarily think the law needs to be changed. It just needs to be enforced. So I didn't know if this was kind of one of those things.
1: <laughs> this is one of those things where I think we need to, not to go down this rabbit hole, but we have this. Yeah, you can't spi- go down it. We only got like 60 seconds. Right. <laughs> we had this big spice problem, right? We couldn't keep yeah. up with the, with the drug components because they were they were very specific to spice. And we were always we were always one step behind because the manufacturers
0: always just change one yeah, little thing. Yeah, they just right? change yep. one component,
1: and yeah. now we don't. Same thing with tech, you know. Yeah. So the laws have to be created that that they have a wide berth, and sometimes they're just not because they can't be, because um, then that just it's it's too big of a net.
0: And you kind of explained that to me when I brought this issue to you over a year ago. Um, and it did – a light bulb kind of went off for me, which then, you know me, I was like, well, let's change the law. Let's get it done, you know. Yeah, it's hard. But it, I get it. It yeah. is hard. Um, maybe we can talk more about that next week here on the show. We are out of time. This always happens to us here on Unholstered. Know, it goes really fast. It goes really fast. But it, I, I think it's important, especially in this time and age that we are in. And this is – this issue pops up in my day job all the time with these air track, Apple tracking devices and just – men tracking women in general, it scares the peeps out of me. And I
1: just want to say real quick before we close, if you feel like you haven't gotten the proper service from our officers in the city of Fort Wayne, you can always ask for a supervisor to make the scene. Uh, And we will get you a supervisor or a command person of some sort to come out and talk to you and and try and find some resolve if you don't feel you've been served in the best way. That's what we're here for. That's why we have supervisors. That's why we have command people. We want to take care of your problem. um, But, you know, I know we don't always handle it the right way, our officers sometimes, and sometimes it's lack of information. Sometimes they're newer, don't know the nuances. But I, I we want to make sure that we're on good footing with our citizens. So if you ever have a problem with our city, Fort Wayne Police Department, please ask for a supervisor or commander.
0: Definitely a good note to end on. If you have missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download us anywhere you download a podcast, particularly when it comes to protective orders and restraining orders. If you have questions about that, check out our podcast. We've talked uh, about them in depth here on the show. And if you're like some of these listeners that we had today, feel free to email us. Feel free to text us at 46862. We would love to address your, your emails, even your grievances about losing respect for police. We'll do it here on the show. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075FM.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.